try to be good tonight, Trav. Try to be good. My thumbs are bad. Your thumbs are bad. My thumbs are bad. I, I got a. I got a. You got blisters on your thumbs? No, I do have cracks on my thumbs. Can you see that from here? Oh wow! Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I got. I got the bad. Some dry blood in there. Like around the winter time, I get the. I I just get random cracks. Random cracks. You ever you ever been out and you just see? Hey, check that out. Random crack. Yeah, just go to AutoZone. You'll see random cracks all over the place. <laughs> well, uh, any of you who have come in to for some random ear cracks, <laughs> welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Oh, I would like it if people would say, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. It's called Late to the Party with Travis Tate. It's like ear crack, man. So tell your friends. It's like ear crack. Oh, no, dude. Have you, well, have you known anyone who had problems with crack? Um, no, not really. We don't want to burn out our listeners. It's free at least, right? I mean, you don't have to go rob anybody to get another hit. Travis, we got an email. We got an email? We got an email from uh, from listener Google. uh, Has some questions about learning about uh, how they've updated their terms of service. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Google, let me me walk you through it step by step. (laughs) I'm glad to hear Google's listening. Yeah. Oh, Google is always listening. <laughs> That's true. They're all all listening, Travis. What do you do? It it got Travis, it got past us. The concept of having our own privacy has gotten past us. So what do you do? Oh, they went it wasn't even a fight. We like willingly took it on like, yeah, sure. I mean, you've seen those sort of memes of of just like the uh I'm forgetting when there are good memes about like, you know, like, "Hey, my right to privacy is important." By the way, Alexa, what <laughs> Tell me a joke. Yeah, there. I mean, people used to be so secretive about, uh, you know, what was said. Like they'd only talk in certain parts of the house, just in case. In the parlor. Just in case their phone was picking it up. Now, oh. now we've got Alexas in every room, just listening to everything we say. Have you ever turned on like hit Google for something and it brings up? Things you've been talking about that day or listening to on your phone? Uh, that was, um, I was listening to a giant bomb cast and Dan Reichert would, he would bring in that of like, Hey, I didn't realize that like you can, you can basically, uh, he was like, you could basically pick a time and say, Hey Alexa, what was going on here? And he would bring in random, like he he would listen to his day and then find the funny stuff that he just mused to himself and he'd bring it in and let him hear it. Wow. So. It's so intrusive, but we're like, yeah, it's nice. Do you have one of those things? Uh, yeah, I've got several of them. Do we did like We did them? it for Christmas two years ago. Do you like them? I really do. Yeah. I do not have one. This would, this would end up being one of those things like a smartphone where all the time I was like, I don't need one of those. My, my Zoom is just <laughs> fine. I don't need a smartphone. And then... The second that uh, the second that I get my my iPhone, I have a lycanthropic <laughs> transformation into the uh, the Apple Wolf. We've got several. We've got a few of the tall ones, and then I think the the little Echoes. I think all, all my kids have one. My son won't put his in his room though. He hasn't set it up at all, so I guess he's the smart one. Everybody else is like, yeah, I'll just have it in there. So it's. It is convenient because you just go, hey, Alexa, play this song, and it plays it because we've got an uh, Amazon Prime account, so we we upgraded it to get all the songs. So it'll play any song. You can add stuff to your list. It tells you when we have an Amazon package arriving. <laughs> all sorts of things. It, it'll tell you what the weather is. 
uh, it'll say if you say uh, this is a fun trick. Alexa, what is uh, Samuel L. Jackson's favorite word? <laughs> it goes, I'm Samuel L. Jackson, and my favorite word is. Well, it starts with mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there there it's are a bunch of, of those those things baked into it. They're the the funsies things you can ask Alexa. It, yeah, that's just to keep us keep us occupied so we don't think about the spying that's going on in yeah, our I, lives. I don't have one of those things. I. I You've been around here. I live in a fairly modest home, so me too. I don't. I have friends that have them, but they usually live in larger homes. So that kind that I to to my ears makes more sense of like I don't want to go upstairs to do this thing. I don't don't know. I haven't really thought. What What do you use your for? What What's it? What's your whole like? Ah, man, I I love having it for this. I pretty much just listed everything that I use it for. I use it for like four things. Yeah. Yeah, I really. Oh, we play. Uh, we we really do. If you've heard ever heard my joke about uh, my wife taking Ambien, we really do play. Uh, <laughs> okay. We play white noise on it at night. Oh, my wife set it up so it'll shut off uh, like lights and lamps in our room too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But it never listens to her. Travis. It is. It's a. It's a funny thing because she'll ask Alexa to do it and Alexa doesn't do it, and then I'll say Alexa, turn off lamp, and then she does it and my wife gets pissed and i'm like maybe you just need a firm hand maybe she just needed to hear it from a man speaking of firm hands Trav, <laughs> perhaps i could uh, introduce you to an amazing invention called the clapper the clapper clap on yeah that's basically that, what it uh, is the old lady at the end claps and it looks like she dies it's a clapper that spies on you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i uh, my clapper is a russian agent I, I went through two generations of, of Xbox where it had the, uh, God, what was that thing? The Kinect? Uh, that, that th- and, you know, turning and on and turning off my Xbox via Kinect, that thing, that was maybe a 60% chance of working versus the 40 of not working. <laughs> and then never had, only had like one or two, like the Dance Central games were pretty fun. But beyond that, they'd never really had anything that was worth a damn. Hmm. That was the Connect. Yeah, I think we had the Connect, but we only bought like one game for it, and my kids didn't think it was that great, so we just <laughs> stopped. It just buying never, stuff. it just never really panned out. It was the one where you jumped on logs or something like that. Yeah, it was probably the one that came. Uh, I think the first Connect you had to buy, and I want to say that that was Connect Adventure or something like that. Microsoft really, they, they were like, oh man, we want, we want that that Wii money so bad, right? I think we did get a lightsaber one where you were supposed to lightsaber fight each other. And I was like, this is going to change my life. And then I don't think <laughs> I've ever played it. <laughs> well, like I said, the Connect one, the, the only one I ended up liking was um, was Dance Central. Hmm. And even that one, I don't think it worked super well. It was more that it, um, it was more fun. You just kind of gave over. It's like, it's like movies in general of like, like a Fast and Furious movie. You know it doesn't really work that way. But you give over to it, and you just have fun. You just have fun. The Connect was like... making me dance. It was version one of basically our home security cameras that we're all willingly putting in our house and giving people access to. Actually, though, I will tell you there's a Connect... There is a Connect Star Wars game. I don't know if this is the same one you got. There's a Connect Star Wars game that does have a dancing minigame that has a Han Solo song Mm. that is hilarious. A Han Solo song? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Complete, uh, complete with dance moves. Does it have a solo in it? Yeah. 
a solo guitar solo. Solo solo solo. I'm just making that up. Were you back to Matrix, Matrix, Matrix? <laughs> Matrix did you Matrix, did you Matrix. chew on that bone a little bit last week? Uh, that like was, once that you was a lot. Of, that was a big bone to have in your mouth. <laughs> it's a soup bone. Yeah, that's the kind you you boil in water and you get the marrow out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make uh, some uh, beef broth or some bone broth. Bone broth. Give it to Baby Yoda. I'm a, I'm a bit of a stew man, so whenever I make stew, the, there's something unsettling about the term bone broth. Yeah, and it's super like Cato-y, so I was like, ah, so you, Baby Yoda's on the Cato diet? Is that what we're doing here? He eats frogs whole. Yeah, that's true. That's protein. That's with a W, by the way. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing else with the frogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. W-H-O-L-E. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I was enjoying making stew for a few weeks, and... You ever you, you make a nice stew ever? Try? Yeah, yeah, I love making stew. Welcome to Stew Chat. You get some, you know, some stew meat in there, some uh, some potatoes. You cut up the potatoes, carrots, celery. I'm an onion guy. I love onions. <laughs> I've heard that about you. You put some onions in there. You know, if you get if it's too salty, you put in a bay leaf. The bay leaf kind of neutralizes. I do have that. A- Okay, so herbs herbs are like magic to me. Mm-hmm. Herbs are basically the Witcher. When they like, <laughs> put bay leaves in, like they're, they're leaves. What am I going to do that right. for? It's, you know. Have you ever seen those the memes of people finding bay leaves in their like Chipotle and they freak out no. and they they tweet at them and call them idiots and say this is disgusting. How do you have leaves in your food? This is you should be shut down. And then people answer back, and they're like, "It's a bay leaf. They they use it to season the food. It just they okay. I get they didn't catch it to pull it out. It's I guess it's maybe part I'm of not the, the recipe. Uh, maybe I'm not the <laughs> dumbest spice person in the universe. That maybe that's a, a problem of mine. Trav is I I really love new foods. Mm-hmm. I just generally am always looking for something new to eat. What what's new? What are you what are you working on? What am I working? I'm trying to uh, muster up the courage to go have one of the cricket tacos. I, see, There's it's not, in, it's not wanna... the eating bugs that gets me. It's that I've eaten crickets before, and it's just... It's like chewing sunflower seeds with the shell on it. Yeah. It, the te- it's the more texture, hollow than anything. Yeah, it's just biting into something that you, just, you would have yes. to chew on all day long, and still it wouldn't be pleasant to, to swallow. That's the only thing that gets me. I mean, it's I'm not a, the bug thing. I'm not necessarily adventure food type guy, mm-hmm. although although I will. I will. I, uh, I, uh, mm-hmm. There's a real nice pho place. I, I am to understand. I guess I'll have to take their word for it. There's a really nice pho place here in Murray by me. But when I went, I decided I saw oxtail. I'm like, well, I've never done that before. I don't think I'm going to do oxtail again. You didn't like it? Did I know care people that like oxtail love oxtail. I don't know that I've ever had it either but i know that there are people that are like it's it's a huge flavor enhancer it's uh, i maybe that's maybe i wasn't supposed to eat it per se i do not care here's a here's a secret about me travis okay don't let alexa hear about this okay i cannot like uh chewing on fat gives gives me oh that's what you didn't like so badly okay yeah i like a little fat that's where we're different I like like if I'm having prime rib, I like to get a little a little bit of that fat in there. Uh, like that rubbery sensation, it makes me gag. Like my well, that's why you didn't like it. Then. My brother's his my brother my his wife and his three daughters. Uh, when we're having chicken, mm-hmm. they all keep an eye on me, hoping to see me accidentally get a piece of fat in my mouth. I'm like, oh. 
It's one of their favorite things. Uh, I was going to make an Alexa joke. Now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Show me photos of Jake uh, gagging on fat. Oh, I, it seems that uh, his brother's daughters have taken many photos of him doing just that. <laughs> I do like pho. Uh, the only thing I don't like about pho is it's just so messy. Like, I remember, like, my beard smelled like pho for the rest of the night because it was just splashing all over my face. Wow. Know. Slurpy noodles. Slurpy you know what I mean? Noodles. Slurpy noodles do that. I like a good ramen, though. Yeah, I like here's here's what I like to do with ramen. Like the microwave ramen you make at home. Sure. The the you know, seven cents a package yes. stuff. I like to cook it until the water is basically evaporated, so it's just noodles. Huh. Okay. I like that's how I like it. It's really good. Okay. They're flavorful. I uh, recently I, I do that, but I just throw in a I it, it, yeah, this is this is real classy. I just throw in a whole can of of uh, mushrooms and a whole can of all of sl- sliced olives and then just a bunch of uh, spinach. Mm. That's ramen for me. Hmm. I'm not a huge black olive guy. I am. Really? I'm a bit of a black olive guy, Travis. Everybody else in my house loves black olives. I don't Love hate them. Stuff. I'll eat them, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to go, well, that sounds good. I'm going to crave that. Generally speaking, I will go to town on any olive you put in front of me. If they're in something, I will eat it. You give me a... I'm not going to put them on my... Uh, what is the, uh, what is the little appetizer word with the, God, what is that called? What? When you have like the vegetables, like the carrots and celery and stuff, there's like a French word for it. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, the coup de, coup de, coup d'etat, not coup d'etat, crudeed something. I don't know. Creme brulee? I wish. Creme brulee is delicious. Jean Renault? Jean Renault. Anyway, I'm not going to throw that on my plate. No, I'm. You give me a pimento. Give me a Dagwood sandwich. They just got the little toothpick with the a Dagwood sandwich. Well, what is I a mean, Dagwood sandwich? I th- I know of Dagwood from from uh, Blondie, right? Yeah, they made a. I don't know what an actual Dagwood sandwich oh. is. I'm just talking about like a you know like a nine foot sandwich. It's just got a little. little have you ever? Oh, what are they called? A muffaletta? Have you ever had a muffaletta? I don't know. So it's a it's a big thing in New Orleans, and it's got a bunch of like Italian. Um, thinly sliced like it's got your salami it's got uh Geno- genoa mono Genobli. whatever it's got all those little little things uh and then it's got like a uh a olive salad oh. so it's got like oh. all, all these different types of olives and it's just <laughs> it's as thick as the meat travis i gotta make a run at that i uh <laughs> uh the greek souvlaki by here i get the low carb greek salad and they got the I like Greek, Greek I like the Greek black oh, olives. Yummy. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the saltiness of the like the canned ones. You like the more vinegary taste. Of yeah, the- I like where you can actually taste the olive. You have stumbled upon olive chat. Olive chat. <laughs> olive olive oil. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Popeye. What a classic. It's gonna press her till the oil comes out. Olive or plat. Olive or plat. He had a career. Oliver Platter. I will bet. Uh, okay. What's the last thing you remember Oliver Platt from? Uh, the last thing I remember him being in was the movie 2012 with John Cusack. Wow. I feel like he was in Off something recently head. that I was like, oh, wow, Oliver Platt. But I would also, I'm going to look up his Oh, IMDb. he was in Chef. He was in the movie Chef. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With uh, John Favreau. Yeah, okay. He was the, he was the critic that made John Favreau... Uh, kind of walk away from everything 
And then at the end of the movie, he goes, hey, this stuff's really good. I'm going to finance your restaurant. And he gives him like millions of dollars. Is that what critics do? I guess so. When you prove them wrong. (laughs) Let's see. What's Oliver Platt been up to? Uh, I'm guessing he's done something for Sci-Fi Network. Chicago Med. Okay. He's I didn't been know in that Chicago was a thing. Med since 20 Hey, here's a thing. Did you ever notice they they can just take a job, make a show about it and put Chicago in front of it and yes. people will watch it? Yes, you can do that. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago New York, LA, you can do all yeah. those. Uh so I I'm I'm trying to catch up on BoJack. I'm always trying to catch up on BoJack and being. I started bad. episode one of BoJack. It it is it is such a weird uh, sort of mishmash of it has so much really great stuff about the journey of like depressed or bad people mm-hmm. or just people who have emotional issues of like never Mm -hmm. really solving anything of like making a little bit of progress and regression and things like that. I'm not always super great on the comedy of it. Well, that's disappointing because that's the only reason I gave it a try. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not there for the, the like stuff about depression, I'll stick with Bob's burgers then I guess. (laughs) Sure. Go for it. (laughs) That always makes me laugh. I, and that's probably, that's probably why I have, uh, you know, a struggle keeping up on Bojack is because like, the depression stuff hits mm-hmm. really hard. Well, yeah, like I said, I started episode one, and I was like, I don't think there's been a joke yet. And I think I'm like three quarters of the way through, and I was like, because mm. so many people keep recommending, oh, you got to watch BoJack, you got to watch BoJack. Yeah, you know, there's some really funny stuff in there, but there's a lot of kind of pun-ish things, or they work with alliterations a lot for mm-hmm. some reason. But hmm. I mean, it's just they're the character Bojack specifically of like his journey of, you know, being depression and like his, you know, tragic back, like uh, the episode I watched last night had a lot of, it had some really heartbreaking stuff about his grandma specifically, but, uh, grand Moff Tarkin, his grand Moff Tarkin specifically. <laughs> uh, but what I was saying is, do you ever really look at just how much stuff Netflix produces? Yeah, it's it's like a shotgun theory, I guess. Like it's just so many different things and a lot of them contradict with each other. They're just trying It's the old thing of you're trying to please everybody, you're going to please no one. It, but it's uh if you if I look at HBO and just look at all of their like HBO produced stuff, mm-hmm. I may not be interested in all of it. I may not really know a lot about all of them but generally speaking i can't think of too many of those i'll look at it and go i'll I'll look at most of them and go like oh okay that okay that okay that or like you know hey girls i'm never gonna probably never gonna watch girls but i know what it is or right you know uh um i don't know if it's healthy to have that much variety because no nine out of ten times when i go to netflix we'll just use netflix as as an example there's nothing on there i want to watch like nothing how would you know with that much programming? How would you right. know, like, but I sit I, there and I scroll and I scroll and I'm like, well, I've seen that. Don't want to see that. That looks like garbage, you know, and you just go through and you go through and all of a sudden it's been an hour and you're like, well, I guess I should just go to bed. I'm trying to be better about just, just do, just do something. Either. I know what I'm going to watch or 
I pick, I try to pick really fast. And if mm-hmm. and if I fail, that's going to be better than what you said. If, and I've done that too. If I pick fast and fail, it's going to be better than an hour and a half and come out the other and be like, I think I wasted too much time. I don't think I have time to watch anything. I finally jumped on board with Hot Ones because I'd heard about Hot Ones so much. And mostly it's because uh, the First We Feast channel has uh, the new show with uh, Jesus Trejo. Okay, so what it first uh, Hot Ones does have First We Feast. Yeah. First, 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 first We Feast, Feast has yeah. Hot Ones. Excuse me. And there's another one on there called The Burger Show that I really like. But that, I caught that one from Hulu. That's where I found that. Yeah, Hot Hot Ones is really good. Yeah, it is really it, good. It kind of, because now there's the game show, and I, and the, the guy who hosts Hot Ones is hosting the game show, and I look at it and go like, that's not what he's good at. <laughs> he's really good at interviewing pe- people. Like, making a making him do a game show kind of defeats the purpose. I will say, probably Kristen Bell on Hot Ones made everybody else look stupid, because... She didn't even really flinch at any of it. Really? She was so unaffected by any of it, like the hot stuff. She was just gave a good interview. But, I mean, you got these, like, Shaq. Shaq is sweating. He's, yeah, Idris he's Elbow, I remember. Yeah, Idris Elbow. Uh, Idris Elbow. I just yes. called him that yes. by accident. Yes. All these guys that you think <laughs> are super tough. Kevin Hart was about, like, somebody probably had to carry him home. I think I remember Jack Black doing pretty good. He did pretty good for a while, and then at the end, you could tell wow. it was really getting to him. I think I watched Henry Rollins as well. I, I haven't seen if, his. I don't remember if he did well. But he's also like in his 60s, I think. <laughs> that so, guy is ripped for in his 60s. you gotta, uh, you got to admit. He, mean, there, there's another channel that uh, they do shirtless painting, and Rollins <laughs> was on that, and they paint tattoos on each other. <laughs> Comics are the best to watch on there, though, I will say, because they will at least play it up or they're not afraid to look silly. You know what I mean? Have you seen anyone tap out? Yeah. Like rappers. It's been a while. There's been, been a, a few while. rappers I've seen tap out. It's been a while since I watched any. hot. So do they have hot ones on Hulu? No, no. I've been watching it on uh, Just YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. Okay. But I found it because there's stuff that has been shown up on Hulu that was basically a YouTube series. Like, The Burger Show is one. Oh, okay. I can't remember the name of the, the host, uh, but he just goes to all these little burger places. And yeah, you remind me. I burned like, through oh, all of those. I really liked, I really, really was enjoying Hot Ones, and I have, haven't thought to catch up on it in a while. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to but watch. Now it's, now it's a game show. I mean, I first heard about it from Burt Kreischer, and his is probably the best one to watch. Yeah. It's just, it's 100% Burt. <laughs> I, I don't know if Bert can do anything else. If you want to know what it's like to hang out with Bert, watch that Hot Ones with him. That's honestly what it's like to hang out with him. Like, how alarmed <laughs> would you be if you ran in, if you like ran into Bert and just started chatting with him, and you're like, "This isn't a hundred percent Bert. What's up?" Like he was slightly different. Oh, you mean just like a regular person? Just Bert. Bert's personality is very intense. Yeah, but he's he's really like that in in real life. That's, and that's what I'm saying, right. Trav. If you ran into Bert and he wasn't a hundred percent Bert at the time, he mm-hmm. wasn't like that intense Bert. Like, that's like why it, it works though, because that's really him. Yeah. If that was manufactured, it wouldn't. I don't think it would come across as genuine. And just like like even Tom Segura, it's just the the compromise. Like him and Pete Holmes, it wouldn't work unless right. Like sometimes sometimes that's a little much. Pete's a little more introspective away from a camera, to be honest. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still like nice and outgoing, but he's also a lot more quiet where if Bert's in a restaurant and you're at the other end of the restaurant, you know that Bert's you're going to find out Bert's in the restaurant. That's interesting to hear. Pete Holmes. That's you, interesting to hear. Cause I've seen and heard Pete in, you know, over various things and he's always pretty, pretty damn Pete. Yeah. But he's also thoughtful and he's, he's not one for, you know, he's, uh, I don't want to say anybody else that we're talking about isn't respectful, but he's, he's respectful of time and place. Does that make sense? Like if you were in a restaurant, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like if he was getting too rowdy, he would know Pete Holmes would, he'd be like, Oh, I need to maybe not laugh so loud or something like that. I'm not casting a, look, man, like the machine doesn't happen unless Bert doesn't read rooms. Yeah, no, that's true. But he also knows where that's going to work and where it's not. He's probably not going to go to an old folks' home <laughs> to have lunch. You, you never know. You never know. You, you never know. know. But How it is a lot of fun to watch. No, it, it was just getting to like, I was looking at the sheer volume of, just like I said, HBO has been around for a long time. And most of, most if not all of what's on there, I go like, oh, I know. Okay, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what that is. Like, probably the larger the larger amount of Netflix. Like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I, th- I wish it would, they had better categories. Cause yeah. I don't know, Cause you get movies mixed in with TV and that's always weird to me. Like just have the TV in one place, have the movies. In I don't one place. know. I don't know if I know of a streaming service that is particularly good at suggestions. That's true. Especially yeah. the problem with, ne- <laughs> the problem with Netflix is things we think you'll like. And they're all like, we think you'd like more Netflix programming. Right. Yeah, they're definitely going to push their stuff that's always going to be there. But that even before even back when you had, you know, when when it was like Orange is the New Black and you just had a a smattering of Netflix programming, uh it, it's still like they, their stuff was definitely the suggestion that popped up first. Yeah, and that their stuff is hit and miss. I mean, it's it's very niche. Well, with that much stuff, it would have to be hit and miss. And most of, like, 85% of it is murder. <laughs> Netflix is obsessed with murder. Uh, I don't think that's just Netflix. I mean, like, have you ever have you ever looked into where podcasting is at? Oh, yeah. It's, it's very murder-centric. You have, like, comedy, true mm-hmm. history. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. Comedy, true history, murder. Right. Our, yeah, our and murder. I think we're might obsessed be with murder. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't dig it myself. I don't like that murder stuff. My wife and daughter watch it all the time. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I used to listen to um, uh, my favorite murder pretty regularly, and I just kind of that show was you know because I got into it because it was more comedians kind of trying to keep things mm-hmm. a little more upbeat, but they would have. Every third or fourth episode, they would have a murder feature that was just too much of a bummer. Like they just couldn't, they couldn't, you know, put lipstick <laughs> on that pig. Right. And so I don't really. Know, but every once in a while, I'll come across like a series one, uh, like Root of Evil, that is just so compelling <clears throat> that yeah, you, you know, I, I'm good for it every once in a while. I'll like I like the dollop who were just in. Salt Lake at Wise Guys, and I like Time Suck. That's Dan Cummins' podcast. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll touch on something that's murder. 
but you know they touch on all sorts of, it's it's historical things they go Am back I is dan cummins the hardcore history guy no that's dan carlin okay dan cummins is more he's a comedian okay okay he, he's super sure. funny i've opened for him before he's great but he has a podcast called time suck and he'll go back once in a while he'll do one on hh holmes or but sometimes it's you know theories about middle or uh, not middle earth uh hollow earth <laughs> he, he just does like he basically does all the research he can and then he tries to give out the information with a joke along with it as he goes to try and make it funny and entertaining so he's talking about kind of outrageous things and trying to be funny about it it's it's a really good podcast if I mean, don't stop listening to ours and listen to it. But you gotta don't stop <clears throat> listening to our show. Sorry, but it is a lot of fun. So every once in a while, if there's a murder one on those, like I'll listen to it for an episode or something like that. But I don't want to listen to a podcast that's just about murder. That just doesn't do it for me. Aren't podcasts just the best? Hey, okay, here's something. <laughs> I was just looking at the. I, I was just looking at the uh, Oliver Platt IMDb. Not only was he on Chicago Med, he was on Chicago Justice and Chicago Fire. <laughs> he's all Chicago all the time. Also on Chicago PD. Wow, he's Mr. Chicago. Is Boy, he from Chicago? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Is his giant head from Chicago? Is there any? Okay, so they've got, obviously, so Chicago Justice would be law, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, Chicago Med Hospital. Mm-hmm. Chicago PD, the PD, mm-hmm. and Chicago Fire, the fire department. Maybe he's a lawyer on all of them. What Chicago thing, what branch of that, like Chicago Sanitation, Chicago Parks and Rec, like Chicago Dog, the hot dog, uh, Chicago Deep Dish Pizza? You could do a, a series about that. I'm just thinking of what branch of like government service have they not plumbed yet? Chicago Parking Enforcement. Chicago Parking Enforcement. Chicago, uh, like... Chicago uh, Murder. Chicago Passport Office. It's like the murder capital of America. Oh, Baltimore Murderland. I think Chicago's no, actually worse excuse me, than Baltimore. From, uh, from The Wire, the graffiti at the start, I think it's Bulletmore. Baltimore, Maryland is Bulletmore Murderland. You ever notice... Do you, do you know how they say water in Baltimore and Philadelphia? What, what water? Water. Wooder. Wooder. I Could I get some wooder? The uh, the Sklar brothers do a... They will fall into that accent every once in a while. There's wooder. Wooder and... They're from St. Louis, though. They just like that accent. Oh, they just like it? Yeah. So it's fun? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, I did want to say... I did watch the first episode of Tacos Con Toto. What is that? That's the one Jesus Trejos uh, is hosting. It's oh, okay. kind of like... It's, like... it's like... Think comedians in cars getting tacos. Okay. It's great. I loved it. Yeah. Because Jesus, is, he's so lovable. And he, the first episode, he had Gabriel Iglesias. I said it slow, so I didn't... Is that Fluffy? Screw, yeah, Fluffy. Okay. And it was it was really fun. Fluffy took him into his, uh, his hangar, also known as a garage, where he's got all of his VW Bug collection in there. Huh. For some reason, he's got four washing machines in there. <laughs> I was watching it with my son. He's like, why would you need four washing machines? Is- I was like... That is an excellent question. I guess to wash the rags after you wax the cars? I don't know. It is weird. That is really weird. Who knows? It's to wash the Hawaiian shirts. Is it? Maybe that's just where he keeps his washing machines? Could be. Some people do that, right? Uh, yeah. 
some people have washing machines, I guess. I have a washing machine. How many do you have? <laughs> I, only the one. Only the one. The Truth bed. be told, I do have, I have two, but one of them doesn't work. Oh, and I just haven't gotten rid of it. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't count then. <laughs> There's a reason I have a second one. <laughs> so you like that, huh? Yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, I love tacos. So I found a place that's like 10 minutes from my house that has amazing tacos al pastor. Oh, when I was in California, man. I miss, I miss <laughs> Lupe's, man. Oh, God, it was so good. Oh, Travis, we're talking too much about food. I'm trying I know, to I know. I'm trying to diet, my brother. I made fajitas last night. Mm, that was good. That sounds good. That does sound it was good. delish. Crap. We actually made fajita bowls. So there was no okay. tortilla involved. We just okay. put it on rice. You chipotle'd it? Yeah. All right. Basically. That's, had a good, that's a good way to do it. My little homemade rice concoction. Threw some salsa in there, some stewed tomatoes, some corn. Oh, that sounds all right. Some black beans. Travis, we got to talk Green about something Green chilies. Else. All right. All right. Something else. What, what have you been up to? Sonic the Hedgehog? I okay. saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to imagine you had a pretty good time. I actually did like it. There's nothing super original about it. I will say that. They did borrow a lot of stuff. Like, for example, uh, when he's going really fast, they, they kind of use the same style as uh, Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Oh, okay. You know, and they I've used it for comedy, but... It's well done. It Gen- is well done. Generous Olive Garden shout-outs? Yeah, there's a few Olive Garden shout-outs for sure. Uh, there was a couple other things in there that I was like, well, that's definitely... They got some money from them. I can't remember... Oh, uh, it's Zillow. Yeah, Zillow was very... That, was, that one was actually more jarring. I was like, She's like, yeah, I was <clears> looking at uh, apartments in San Francisco on Zillow, and then it shows it on their laptop. It like zooms in on Zillow. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess that is that what paid for the... For the refurbishments of oh, Sonic, geez. but but it's actually it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, the humor and it's good. It made me laugh. Uh, ben Schwartz, who does the voice of Sonic, nailed it. James Marsden, super likable in it. Like all the characters are are super like super likable. There's not super a there's likeable. not a ton of characters in it, uh, but they are good. Uh, Jim Carrey is basically it. He's playing uh, Ace Ventura if Ace Ventura was a psychotic genius. So if, if you miss silly, uh, wisecracking Jim Carrey doing wacky physical things. Does he talk with his butt any? No. That's about the one thing he Missed didn't do. Missed opportunity. That is the one thing he didn't do was talk <clears throat> with his butt. Um, do, were you able to, or are you versed enough in the Sonic verse to be able to catch any of the like Easter eggy type stuff? Not super. Yeah, I played a few of the games like when I was younger, but I haven't gotten into it. Uh, I heard there is there's a, a really good remix of the Green Hillstone uh, song, like the song in the first level of the game. Oh, toward the end. Yeah, that song was really good. It's when they do like a, it's like a 16-bit cartoon graphic of it's it, it's kind of a recap of what happened in the movie. Does he run in, past any? Does he run past any signs that spin around and then have him kind of going, "Hey." Mm. Probably I can't remember off the top of my head, but the science in it is plaus like it makes sense to somebody. I'm not super smart, so I'm like, yeah, I buy that. You know, maybe if you're a you know theoretical engineer, I don't even know if that's a thing. I just made that up, but maybe you might go, well, that's not good science. But for Neil me, DeGrasse I was like, hedgehog. Yeah, I was like, eh, I buy it. And uh, Robotnik's uh, his gadgets and stuff were pretty cool. Okay. There's there's one, and they think they defeat it, 
and then something else pops out of it and then they think that they defeat that something else pops out of it and they're like that's got to be it right so and then another look yeah basically russian nesting drone perfect that's a perfect analogy but it's it's a pretty good movie i liked it a lot so if your kids are into that kind of stuff like it didn't seem like a kid's movie there's there's really no swearing or sex or anything like that so it's fairly wholesome oh, but it did yeah i mean that's what you see in the kids movies well <laughs> i tease i tease did you ever see Hop, also no. with James Marsden? No, I did not see Hop. That was very like, uh, they definitely made this for kids. I thought Sonic, while it's great for kids, I thought it was fine for adults, too. You're not going to feel like you're watching something. I compare it to the Dora the Explorer movie. Oh. Uh, like, it was super enjoyable for me one. to watch. I enjoyed uh, it. Did you stay for the uh, credit dealy doodly? Yeah, where at the end it shows spoiler alert tails. How's tails look? Tails is female, it seems. Uh, is tails female in the games? I don't know. Not sure. I never got the impression because there was a girl in their group, but I'm, it wasn't tails. I, I am to understand tail. Yeah, the pink one. I can't remember what her name yeah. is. But uh, so it's almost like I they combined the tails two. Is a boy? It's kind of like they combined the two characters. And made Tails a girl. You know what I would like to see? What? what I would genuinely like to see? Uh, prefix Tails. Prefix Tails? Like, you know how they fix Sonic? I would like to uh-huh. see what, what Tails was going to look like. Oh, yeah. Or if it was even in there. That could have been something they're like, well, maybe people are excited so, about it because now. Because from what I understand, that movie was pretty much done. When they really? put out that trailer, and was like, "Oh dear," oh and dear. I was I was kind of looking for let's see if I can find where, you know, oh they forgot to fix that or something like that, and I didn't notice anything. It seemed pretty flawless and seamless to me, hmm. but there is a lot of good humor in it. It's it's fun. Go watch it. See a little approval from Travis. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. So a movie that I watched that was a lot like that. Travis, I watched 2019's The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Holy moly. So, Trav, Starring I Batman and the Green Goblin. Starring Bra- Batman. He's a bit <laughs> of a scientist. Uh, <clears throat> I was... I mean, as soon as I saw... You've been intrigued by this movie I've since been the trailer came since out. Since the trailer, I've been very intrigued by this movie. So, as it got close... Like, it came out... Intrigued. I just did, yes, <laughs> entregue. Uh, I it, it, when it came out, I just never got around to see. I never made the time. Mm-hmm. And whereas with with uh, uncut gems, I did decide to go see that you know by myself, and I'm glad for it. Ah, the lighthouse is what I wanted it to be. <laughs> so this is what I'll tell you. I was up for. Is it, but you got to be careful what you wish for? <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, I was like, you know what? I am really up for a weird as hell, like performance driven, kind of auteurish. Like, we're going to do, we're going to do this weird mm-hmm. stuff. The performances, you're going to watch these guys perform and go, I don't know if humans were ever actually like this. <laughs> and it delivered on that. That said, so... Is it just could, a look into madness, or is it beyond madness? Oh, beyond, Travis. <laughs> beyond, Travis. Uh, it, in that regard, 
I suppose it could be said that I was satisfied. <laughs> Will I ever sit down and watch watch the lighthouse again? Probably not. Uh, is it disturbing? Or was um, it just so weird that it was we'll hard put it this to way. watch it? We'll put it this way. It looks smelly. <laughs> And everything seems viscous. Everything seems like, oh, like like this is wet, but but also like a little slimy. So open a can of tuna and uh, and put some lotion on, but don't rub it in. You'll forgive, you, Travis, you'll forgive me for going a little blue. If I was to say you had an opportunity to watch both Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson simulate masturbating, would you be like, hey, I got to see that? Not particularly, no. Then you may... The lighthouse might not be for you, Trav. Huh. No, it, it, it's just like I said, like, uh, Robert Pattinson's really good in it. Did they have to wait until the light went around so it was dark? Uh, I, Stop. I, I don't want to spoil Here comes the light. Stop. Oh, it's gone. Okay, Stop. go. Hammer time. <laughs> it's like red light, green light, but it's lighthouse. <laughs> light, light, no light. Light, light, no light. <laughs> uh, like... You know, Robert Pattinson's really good. Willem Dafoe is acting his ass off. <laughs> like, if you can... It, there's a scene... And so, something also about it is there's some kind of genuinely funny moments. Uh, as you're getting farther into it, there's a moment where they're talking about the food. Because I guess Willem Dafoe's the one cooking for him. He's making the food. And I think it's... He doesn't even do it prompter. Robert Pattinson's just talking about how he wants to leave. He's like, oh... I, I want a steak, or whatever accent they're using. I want a steak. I would kill for a steak. And then some vulgar stuff about what he'd do to a steak if he could get all the one. <laughs> and uh, Willem Dafoe's like, Oi, what about what I make for you? Or whatever weird pirate dialect he's using. He's like, ah, oh, no, it doesn't compare. Willem Dafoe gets up and presses through this tirade about what, like this old seaman's sort of, oh, I want trying to cut open your belly and strew at you. And so the, the seagulls can eat, and he's screaming and yelling, and he stops and he's like, he's like oh, oh. and Pattinson just goes, uh, he says something like, I give up, I like your food, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good one, but it sounds like I'm gonna pass on it. Uh, yeah, I would say pass on it. It's just, it's not so much disturbing. Like it's it's kind of disturbing, but the larger problem with it is for me anyway. It's gross. It was like cinematic chicken fat. <laughs> you gagged on it? I gagged a little. <laughs> there are a few, yeah, there, there's just, you know, I don't want to overgo it. I don't want to do a brief pass away with it. But uh, <laughs> it, I don't know, man. I, I guess in our listening audience, if you're out there and you're the type of person that's like, I want to see something really weird, sure, sure, by all means, watch The Lighthouse. Uh, your mileage may vary on whether you end up liking it or not. <laughs> I... Buy the insurance. Yeah. Like, I, I think we talked earlier, you have something sort of up that alley that was more of, I loved the movie that you watched last week, which is also, but it's also not that weird. I watched it last night, actually, uh, Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. I really, I, I was kind of taken aback by how much I ended up liking it, but also... It has some weird elements to it, but it's really not that weird of a movie. I thought the American college students in it were so clueless and pretentious that I was actually rooting for the villagers. <laughs> uh, it's almost a, it's almost two stories because yes, it's all the midsummer, all the that 
that Nordic village and their customs. But mm-hmm. it's also the it's also like they that stuff happens a little farther in the movie. It's it's more about the uh, uh, what's her name uh, Pugh's character. Uh, oh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Or uh, is it Pugh? I think it's P U G H, isn't it? So yeah, is it Pugh? I think that's Pugh. Pugh? I've, I've okay. known a few Pews in my Florence time. Florence Pugh. I've never heard it. We, we had our Thandy Tandy moment a, yeah. uh, a little while ago of like, I've just never heard anyone say it out loud. I always heard Tandy. I think it's Tandy, but I've never heard anyone say <laughs> it. So, <clears throat> but it's also like all the front loaded stuff about her and her family's mm-hmm. problems, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And and about her, it, you know, she shouldn't have even been on that trip. It was, it was more about her shitty boyfriend's guilt over he was going to leave her and then something bad happens. And he, I guess I kind of got her take her. It was funny watching it with my wife because my wife, she does deal with depression. She takes medication for it. But she even she started making cracks like, oh, yeah, it's been five minutes since she's had a breakdown. Here we go. And then there goes the... It was like, oh well, my gosh! That, the thing that happens at the very start, but she cries like, over like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that is terrible. If, that if one, that, that one's that, justified. If that thing <laughs> happened, like obviously it, it opens up and she's got anxiety issues, and that right, you know, that can be. It's so touch and go, and so like, you know, if you're not dealing with it, it's so hard to understand <laughs> what that's like for someone. No, and I realize that, but. but but then that it was so over the top that every thing time happens, that thing happens is like if that happened to my family, I don't know if I could ever get over it. I know a lot of people that deal with anxiety and they mask it. That's the thing about mental illness. And that's why it's dangerous for themselves is because they mask it because you just try to get through your day and you just try to tough it out. And so a lot of times people don't know that somebody was going through mental illness until something bad happens. Does that make sense? But this girl was every five minutes. She was I think just that was having a breakdown. It's like, oh, I think that was the point. Is that with the with her boyfriend, who she's you know in love with, she feels like she feels like she can have all her breakdowns around him. Like he he loves me. He sees me. He'll love me even though I can't control my. I, I don't have to like you know because I'm sure she goes to work every day and has to hold that inside all right. day and then goes home and it just all falls down. Yeah, I guess they all just went to college. None of them had jobs or anything like no, that. That was weird. No, that's all they're cl- <laughs> they don't do anything. Well, they're all they're all like anthropology students or something. Yeah, they were all so like in in their own heads about everything. They were just I don't know, they weren't likable. Like I don't think any of them were super likable. I did notice a uh, Cheaty from uh from the, the good place. place. Yeah. Without glasses, every once in a while, I'd see like a young Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. Be like, oh, a little bit like Sam. Just, just this facial, like his tics and stuff like that. The faces he would make, I'd be like, oh, I could see him playing a young Jules or something. That was uh, one of the benefits of that movie. Was I wasn't really familiar with anyone in that except for, except for that dude, who without his glasses looked. Without his glasses and wearing kind of more casual clothes, you know, you, you, you're not always seeing Cheaty. He was basically ch- playing not fun <clears throat> Cheaty. And then <laughs> the dude that was the most American. I've seen him in a few. Yeah, years. he's been in a few. He was, he was super punchable. I was confused. So I'm assuming people have either seen it or they're never going to see it by this point. 
did they kill him and then use his skin as a mask? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, difficult to tell. I know toward the or end. Did they, they deform him or something? Oh, because geez. when the cheaty That's guy is, right. he's taking pictures of their sacred text. He hits him and he's got the. Well, somebody else hit him. I thought it was maybe I the inbred him person that hit him. I don't know. There I was confused. There's so much going that on in that movie. That scene confused me. So, but his face is all like ill-fitting. So it looked like somebody was wearing his face as a mask. Here's the thing. But they didn't touch on it again, so I wasn't sure. Um, they really don't explain to you what's in the Fuji dust. Yeah, they don't. And the the Fuji dust has wacky properties. I'm guessing there was some uh, little blue pills in there. So that was that was something that I just gave, I gave over to the movie at that point because I know uh-huh. what you're talking about where you you do see him and he's he's he he ain't feeling good but it's also it's after that when you see him strung up with his lungs outside of his body so I, I don't think that they it was they were using it as a mask well it, no that was a different guy I thought that was the Ameri- that was him no that was, was the guy from London that was engaged to the to the other girl that was hanging up with his lungs outside. Was it? Yeah, that was that was the first guy. God, that movie. <laughs> I'd have to go back and watch. That's it's who very, I thought it was. It's a little confusing. I wonder if it's the editing or... I would imagine it's how it was edited. And there was probably stuff that explained it more, but they cut it for time. I didn't need it to On be, a lot of that. But, but also, like, a movie, a movie like that, the not knowing, that movie wouldn't be nearly as effective if they explained everything. Yeah. It was visually stunning. To see, except for there was a few scenes where I was like, I'm seeing way too much. (laughs) Um, I didn't need to see old ladies doing that. (laughs) No offense, old ladies. It's it's natural, Travis. It's very natural. It's just not something I'm looking for. So in the end, did you like Midsummer? I guess kind (laughs) of. Kind of. I guess kind of. Kind of. Like I said, it was visually stunning. There's... There's scenes where there's like these very vivid looking flowers. And I don't know if it's because everybody has drank something weird, but the flowers are breathing. Did you notice that? You could see the flowers. What part are you talking about? Specifically, it's when uh, the main character, Florence Pugh, is sitting in a chair and it's covered with flowers and and, uh, leaves and stuff like that. And she's also wearing like this big headdress. This is toward toward the end. Yeah. And you can see the flowers like on her clothes and on her uh, little flower crown and on the chair, you can see that the oh, flowers huh. are like breathing. Huh. So it's, it's pretty interesting. What was your take at the end of it? Uh, that she snapped and you think that's what it was. If she snapped. Oh yeah. She definitely snapped. She had seen enough. <laughs> I, I, I think I read someone. Cause she take, starts smiling after. Yeah. I thought I, th- <laughs> After the bad thing to her boyfriend happens, she's, <laughs> bad bad boyfriend. She starts smiling. Bad like, bad bear boyfriend. Yeah, she had a breakdown. I a, a legit breakdown. I think I read a take of uh, that someone said that it was her plan to have all like she knew what was going to happen, and I don't know. It was it was something to the effect of I, I believe it was it like she knew what was going to happen, and despite her her mm. issues with anxiety, she would be welcomed there and taken care of no matter what. I don't think she knew anything that was going to happen Cause, there. Because, again, that part of the movie is... And when she finds her boyfriend with the woman and then all the old ladies helping him... <laughs> Quote, unquote, helping. Happy helpers. 
Yeah, she was pretty legit, like, distraught and disgusted simultaneously. Under the circumstances, I can't imagine a bunch of ladies, a bunch of naked, mature women. I don't even know if you could call that cheering him on. (laughs) They were kind of, uh, uh, they were trying to harmonize? They were trying to osmosis. (laughs) Osmosis bones? Osmosis bones, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that that would help me get to the finish line, frankly. But um, no, I yeah, just think I think it was, I would deter for when sure. You think about the movie, the problems that she was having, the anxiety specifically. These people who are purportedly her best friends and people who care about her, none of them wanted to help her with it. Right? Yeah, they none didn't of really. Any time she had it, they all of them to her boyfriend when she was having those kind of issues, basically did everything they could to get away from her when she was having those problems. And I couldn't figure out why did they even bring these outsiders? And then at the end of the movie, you figure out they needed outsiders for their ceremony. We need to fill our tough shed. But there's a scene in there where uh, some uh, older people go through a, a ceremony that you're only allowed to live to 72 in that village, apparently. And that's pretty brutal scene to watch. Uh, what happens to the to the seventy yeah. two year olds? Yeah, the the woman specifically, because hers she does it the right way. She does it. Oh yeah, but she, it's such an abrupt she face plants. On it's the such rock. an abrupt, like brutal <laughs> stop to that. Yeah, and then you see a, a nice view of what used to be her face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then the poor guy that goes after her. It, it would make more sense if the the first person did it wrong. And the second person was like, well, I don't want that to happen. Hold your horse. But this guy went down like a lawn dart feet first. (laughs) It's a yearly ceremony, so they probably had plenty of opportunities to see. Probably, yeah. Think of how many, think of the YouTube compilation of fail videos on that one of like, (laughs) oh man, like Joey tried to hold the rocks on the way down. It is funny to think about stuff like that. Like, are there, are there. Mod tried the umbrella thing. It doesn't really work like it does in the cartoons. (laughs) Spread your blouse out to slow down your momentum. <laughs> Wee! Uh, it, it's funny to think if there if there are really still villages in the world doing stuff like that. But what's really weird is to think, what if they really are like stopping Ragnarok from coming or something? Yeah, I mean, what if hey. what if it really is? Then is it so weird if they're really keeping back the evil spirits that are going to come? It's still weird, but I appreciate it. I guess. Yeah, at least at least it's for a good cause. <laughs> but just such a such a great escalation of like you guys you guys really you guys should be leaving you shouldn't be here you should just keep getting higher and each one they kind <laughs> of are able to explain away just enough they're like no no although that that british couple right from the right from the first that you know the the cliff scene they're like mm-hmm. we oh yeah 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 we are here although not very good at the whole sticking together thing yeah they split up Bad decision. Oh no, the bus, the bus took him. It's it's fine. It's fine. And I also kept thinking, watching it, going, why are they letting these people like talk during their ceremonies and be disrespectful? The only thing that actually got mad was when the one dude peed on the dead tree. See, and that, so that that actor, we've discussed him. That actor, I feel bad for him because he has '80s bully face. Yeah, he's definitely punchable. And, but he he seemingly very good actor. The stuff mm-hmm. that I've seen him in. But, excuse me, I got a little burpy there for a second. Um, that character, I thought, was a little over the top. Yeah, he was definitely like... 
He was just the guy that everybody too, goes, why are we friends with this guy? He's just, it was always a little too American. It was like, they're in the, they're over there talking about, oh, so, so, uh, this, this brew that you've got, this is fascinating. What's my, <laughs> oh, it is, it is made of herbs from the village. And off in the distance, you're like, uh, it smells like vagina out here. <laughs> like, all right, super American guy, settle down. He's the guy that ruins a comedy show. That's and what of, I kept thinking. Of course he pissed on the ceremonial tree. Yeah. I mean, there should be a sign in his defense. Ceremonial tree. You're not wrong, but like... You know, Please don't urinate on this tree. Trav, when you go out and you, you have to pee in the wild, do you have to find something to pee on? Or are you just ready? You just I mean, weapons free? I wouldn't do it in plain sight, because he was doing it in plain sight. Well, he was that guy. Yeah, I would go into the woods and find a, a nice quiet place. That reminds me of... Uh, I recently saw Harold and Kumar. I'd never seen it before. And there's a scene where Kumar starts peeing on a bush. And out of nowhere, Jamie Kennedy stands right next to him and starts peeing on the same bush. And he's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'm peeing on this bush. He's like, yeah, but I'm peeing on this bush. He's like, is this your bush? Does it say this guy's bush? Nobody else can pee on it. It, it was a very funny conducting scene. Conducting a bit of an experiment. Yeah, it was, it was just a funny scene. Like he was, he was basically like a pervert in the woods and just like he'd been waiting there all night long for did somebody you, to come pee in. Did you like Harold and Kumar? Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I watched, I I mean, watched it's, it and just didn't really get anything it's that, out of it. It's that, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's the, the quest movie, the buddy quest movie. Yeah. But yeah, there was funny stuff in there that made me laugh. So, right. Sure. I did. It's just like I said, Harold and Kumar was one of those movies. I mean, it's in that genre of say a pineapple, Pineapple Express. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a weed movie, and not being someone who who was ever super into that, like when I saw it, it just like I'm I'm just not really. I don't think I'm getting any of this. And people say, well, I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're into this this culture, it, it feels funnier to you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was. I thought it was funny. I mean, also. The movie Friday is one of my favorite movies of all time. and You know, you know there was a, a buddy movie that I watched that I'd never seen either. The Other Guys. I've seen that. I really guys. didn't care for that one much. I've, I didn't I've like Will before, Ferrell's character in it at all. I've told you before, I'm just not. I Will Ferrell just doesn't really do much. He was me. the guy at work that nobody would like because he's annoying. I also really don't like Mark Wahlberg for the most part. Yeah. But he was the more likable of the two. That's the thing. And then when Will Ferrell is with his wife is Eva Mendez and he treats her like yeah. garbage the whole time. And I'm like, what? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's the, that, I like the beginning with The Rock and Samuel character. L. Jackson. That's, that is a Will. All you have to say, like, a, you know, untitled Will Ferrell movie and you open the book and all it says is he's doing a character. The character is he doesn't get it. That's a Will Ferrell movie. I kept thinking I would like to see Michael Keaton's police chief in a different movie (laughs) (laughs) because I liked him as the police chief. And then, you know, he like, he also at night worked at bed and bed bed, bath and beyond. I would say I didn't, I didn't outright dislike that movie, but it didn't really like it. It That movie is super well regarded. I was, I was disappointed. Yeah. I've heard so much great stuff about it and I'm like, eh, I can do without it. I didn't like Will Ferrell in it at all. Give me 21 Jump Street for my money. You ever seen the yeah, 21 Jump Street Yeah, I've seen movie? the first one. I never saw the second one, though. The second one is, I mean, they're they're doing the same thing. Mm. They're doing roughly, I think they're doing the same thing, but it's college instead of high school. They're both fun movies. I like them both. Just the first one, I, I guess the first one, I was so 
damn surprised that I ended up really enjoying it and laughing really hard that, you know, going in the second, I'm like, well, sure, this will be fine. I remember already. I remember Rob Riggle was really funny in it. Yeah. I know there's one specific thing you remember about Rob Riggle in that movie. (sighs) Honestly, I don't know if I can remember. Rob Riggle's. Do you remember Rob Riggle's demise in that movie? I don't think so. They shoot his dick off. Oh boy. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> it, it, it's a surprisingly like, uh, like, yes, I really, that's a really funny movie. Is it, is it skinny, uh, Jonah in the second one or just the first one? I don't remember. Cause I, I remember he got skinny for the first one and it's like when he's skinny, his arms look super long. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why CeeLo looks the way he is? Like if CeeLo actually lost the weight, then he would have super long arms? Or maybe normal-sized arms. <laughs> yeah, I used to do it when I was first starting out stand-up. I would do a bit about how CeeLo Green couldn't clean out lint from his belly button. <laughs> so he would have to put a piece of tape on the end of a doorknob and just walk up to it. And the tape would pull the, the belly button lint out of his belly. And what does he say <laughs> to that doorknob when it doesn't work out? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe. Forget you? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, now I'm on a whole... Like, um, I have a hard time finding modern comedies that I... Just that are supposed to be plain old comedies to get into. Did you... I can't remember. Did you like Bad Boys for Life? Bad Boys for Life isn't... See, now that's an action comedy. Okay. It's fairly light on the comedy. And yeah, I did... I, I enjoyed Bad Boys for Life. I watched the original Bad Boys in the last couple weeks. And it is super 90s. It's on Netflix. Oh, it absolutely is. It is so 90s. Um, what's his name? It's from, still good. They they both are good in it. What's his name from The Sopranos that's Jojo the Tire Man? Oh, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, Michael Imperioli. Yeah. I, I was so sad that Michael Imperioli, Jojo the Tire Man, didn't show up in Bad Boys for Life. Oh, really? What else is he doing? So bad. <laughs> yeah. Mike Lowry. I still like that. Oh, don't kill Joe. There's got to be. I. There's got to be more Joe is something that ends up getting said to people probably a dozen or so <laughs> times a year by by me. There's got to be more Joe. Please, please don't kill JoJo the Tire Man. <laughs> also, yeah, his I forgot that they, the Tire Man. I forgot that they switched identities. And they could have very easily just explained, hey, this is the real Mike Lowry. And I was just pretending to be him so you would trust me. And they wouldn't have had to go go through all that. That part of the movie is so completely unnecessary. Especially when she knows. she's. You can tell pretty early on that she knows that that she's being played but also t leone's great in it though man yeah Taylor i had a huge crush Taylor on her when that times. movie came out but also like <laughs> if she ever looked through you know his closet and saw one pair of pants and then looked at it <laughs> right like no you're not mike laurie well she knew as soon as she saw all the pictures of will smith yeah who's this guy is he your lover yeah <laughs> <laughs> That was no, it was my partner. I, I put a picture up every time he saved my life. That's a plot that they still kind of play with, I think, a little bit in in a Bad Boys for Life was the you two are gay, right? Mm. Plot, like, yeah, that's a. I mean, that in the nineties, whatever. Well, that's that's the time. The Bad but Boys to French, still do it now, it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it, we're past that. You've it, already made that joke. It's still a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Travis, 
I haven't. I been. forgot how. Sorry, I forgot how funny Martin Lawrence is, though. Martin Lawrence is really fun. I think I always took him for granted. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It has it has made me think. Should I go back and try watching the Martin TV series and see if maybe is it available anywhere? I don't know. I haven't tried. I'm gonna. I like to blow people's minds whenever they say "damn Gina," and I go, "Do you know where that's from?" Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. And then you just go, "There's a comedian named Martin Lawrence. Uh, he had his own TV show. He had a girlfriend named Gina." And whenever you get frustrated, you go, damn, Gina. So people are still saying, damn, Gina. They don't even know where it's from. Um, I bet it's not streaming anywhere. I don't. Like, I can see episodes here on, I don't, it says Daily Motion, but that's not. Was Jamie Foxx his neighbor? I, I think you're thinking of when Jamie Foxx was on in Living Color. Uh, I know you're, there was a man that thinking, played his neighbor that was. Yeah, that was also Martin. Lo- well, oh, you're thinking of he, Martin Lawrence played his own one of his own neighbors. Oh, was it Martin Lawrence? Why did they, I think it was Jamie Fox? You're probably because I think Martin Lawrence played a he, he had a character that was a black woman. He's yeah. mixing that up with the shitty like, character look, that that Jamie Fox unfortunately did. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm. I must be confusing him. Um, I'm trying to. S- um. Streaming, streaming, streaming. says you can watch online on Amazon, Vudu, Google Play, Roku Channel. Oh, you probably have to buy it. So I don't know if any of these are subscription or if you have to buy it. Yeah, it's probably a purchase. Pass. Give me the... I don't know. I didn't enjoy it that much. (laughs) It's on... Apparently, it's on BET every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't have cable. So I'm never going to see it. I will keep an eye on that. If if Martin is... is, uh, (laughs) Martin... (laughs) It was a decent show. I remember watching it. I'm sure it was fine. I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. But yeah, like... Gina was a stand-up comic, too. I think she she still is. No kidding. I can't remember what her name is. You ever think think of that in those sort of shows where they have to get the character to be straight-laced like she is? And like, she's a really good comic, but they just don't ever really let her explore that because she's supposed to be the, the killjoy. Did you ever watch Whitney? No. So Whitney's boyfriend was Chris D'Elia, and he was pretty unknown at the time. And he was very, he was the straight man. And Whitney was, Whitney was like basically Lucy. And Chris D'Elia was almost Ricky. It was like Lucille Ball type of situation. So all the wackiness seemed to happen around her. And he was the level-headed person. But if you see him on stage, Whitney, she's very like a smart writer and stuff like that. And D'Elia is very physical and doing funny voices and stuff like that. So it was almost like they flip-flop personalities because huh. on stage, Whitney's more cerebral. Not to say Chris Lee is not so cerebral, but he's goofy on stage where she's more making a point, like a very And so she didn't really point, bring that into the show? Well, she no, because she was kind of the wackier character, and Delia was just very That's interesting. I was just like the boring about, boyfriend because most guy. of the sitcoms that comedians get because while you're saying that, I was thinking of Home Improvement and thinking, I wonder if that uh, the uh, lady, uh, uh, the lady, what was his wife was like a really good comedian, but like no, just be mad at him because he won't go to the opera. Don't try to make jokes. <laughs> so I was thinking like that. That's she that, just needed to go, Tim. Yeah, Tim, we're supposed to go look at the art museum tonight. Oh, I was going to the beef jerky convention. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that. I like I beef remember jerky. that episode. <laughs> Is there really that episode? No, I don't oh, know. I'm like, good God. Like, like I thought you it were just funning around, but at the same time, I'm like, that probably could happen. 
Oh, I think I'm, I could probably write it. That's going to be my first spec script. There's a, I'm going to check out, like, Paul has a pair of underwear that he hasn't washed for three days, and i got to check it out. That's what guys are into. We don't like washing things. Uh, I don't like checking other guys' underwear. Well, I guess I'm, I'm not a guy. But also, look, that, but that's also what I'm saying, Travis, is it was over the top, like, hey, we're, we're, we're five guys in a garage drinking around one guy working on the car. Jake, I'm going to give you a piece of paper. I want you to write down all the names of guys that told you guys are supposed to look at each other's underwear <laughs> because I'm going to go have a talk with them. <laughs> I, I am telling you, Travis, I am telling you, I am literally, look, I, yes, obviously I'm going over the top. I am telling you, there is no way there is not an episode of Home Improvement where she's like, Tim, you're smelling. You're like, Honey, real men only clean their clothes every five or six days. <laughs> I guarantee you there's an episode <laughs> like that. I guarantee it. That show. Ugh. <laughs> I loved it back in the day, though. But what you're saying about Whitney is like, that That sounds cool that a comic, they would come along and say, wow, you're really funny. Can we just make you basically do your act for your TV show? I'm like, no, I think I can actually do, I think I can actually write something really smart that isn't me and I can do something that isn't me and still pull it off. The funny thing is that show only lasted like a year and it was fine. I didn't have huge problems with it as far as, a sitcom home improvement was on for, but she also the same year co-created two broke girls and that went for like eight seasons. So she was getting all the creator producer money from that movie or that show. And she didn't even have to do the acting or anything like that. Can you imagine, can you imagine that? Like for, and from what I get from some of the comedy writers and people who've had their own shows is like, they go through, you know, they've been a part of several shows. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine that? Like, Travis, Travis, we've seen your act. We want you to do a show based on that. And for someone like me, they come in like, they like, Jake, we want you to, we want to do a show about your podcast. We think it can work. <laughs> I would just be like, this is the only time I'll ever get to do this. Yeah. I mean, but if- for people like that, they, they have to go into it knowing like, like probably five or six times out of 10, this show isn't going to get past the pilot. The, the sad thing is, is they're not really doing the, the comic shows anymore. They just aren't for some reason. Uh, they, I mean, like in the 90s, Seinfeld, uh, Home Improvement, there was, there was a bunch of them. Even the 80s, there was a few. But the, after a few bombs, they're like, oh, maybe we're not going to go down that route. Sitcoms in general aren't super in fashion of something of that ilk. I think they're making a comeback. I really do. It, it, for some people, they never went away. If they're done right, then, like, I still think Friends and Seinfeld are really great shows. I like Seinfeld. I know there's a lot of people that either like Friends or like Seinfeld. I, I like them both. do not care for Friends, frankly. I think Friends is a very well-written show. I know people crap on it. I think it's cool to crap on Friends the same way some, some people think it's cool to crap on the uh, Beatles. Travis, guess who's a really cool guy? And you don't like the Beatles either. I, I'm... <laughs> I am fine with the Beatles. I recognize the Beatles as be uh, for the historical thing they are. I the way I explain that is during the like eighties slash nineties, the Beatles were so prolific. Mm-hmm. Not not like as like making new music. Just everything the Beatles did was so prolific that at some point it kind of just ceased to be music. Right. Like uh, I've said the same <laughs> thing about like doo wop music was so prolific during that eighties era because it was the nostalgic thing that it just kind of ceased to be music and it was more just like a set piece. Mm-hmm. So I just, 
whenever I hear it or like I hear the Beals, I'm like, I'm, I, I feel very neutral about this. Mm, Friends, on the other hand, it. I think Friends is just those sort of sitcoms, and I don't, I don't really count Seinfeld among them. S- sitcoms like that, the humor in it just doesn't do anything for me. My problem with the humor in most sitcoms is that there's no consequence for sarcasm. Like the entire show is people sarcastically quipping back and forth with each, with each other, and there's never a consequence for that. If you were that sarcastic with somebody that you cared about, they would not stay with you. They would say, you're a dick. I'm then, gone. Then Seinfeld couldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well... Seinfeld I don't was, know. I think there's a there's a different level in Seinfeld because they're all terrible people. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Is Seinfeld was the first time... And he's time, a comedian, for one Seinfeld thing. Seinfeld was the first time I... But there's no... And he's the least sarcastic person on there. There's no consequences. They're always still friends. And, and, and unless you're talking about the last episode, there's not much consequences for their being horrible. But that's... <laughs> Seinfeld is cartoony, almost, you know? I'm talking like Big Bang Theory. Like Big Bang Theory, they would go back and forth and they'd say something terrible to Sheldon and he'd say something terrible back. In real life, Sheldon would probably really have his feelings hurt and not want to be around those people because it's there's almost okay. like a, a bully mentality. Okay, you're not okay, in that in that sense, for the little bit I've seen of Big Bang, you're right. And and I, I get that you're right is in that people treat each other like shit, but it's supposed right. to be adapted like no one ever goes like Oh, dude, that was rough. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you watch Modern Family, there's sarcasm, but people actually get their feelings hurt, and somebody else will come in and go, "Hey, don't you think you went a little overboard?" Like you would in real life. So Modern Family, to me, even though it's kind of filmed, uh, is it multicam or whatever it's called, where it's almost documentary style, mm-hmm. but it's more real than like a Big Bang Theory or something like that. Because there's actual consequence. You have to have consequence if you're being sarcastic with somebody. You can't just go through your life. I'm not a huge fan of sarcasm. Like everybody in my house is super oh, sarcastic. Really? I'm really I'm not. First of all, I don't I never would have guessed. I have a son that's autistic and I think there's a little bit in me to where I don't process sarcasm. Don't you? See, like, even right now, I know you're being sarcastic, but there's part of me going, maybe he's actually asking. Yeah. Sarcasm sometimes gets lost on me. Like, somebody will make a sarcastic quip, and they're like, oh, you didn't laugh at that? You didn't think it was funny? I was like, oh, I thought you were just being mean. <laughs> so some, and that's why I try not to be super sarcastic, especially, like, with strangers, because it comes off as, because I'm, like, six foot two, like around 300 pounds if i'm sarcastic to somebody it seems like i'm being a bully so i just most of the time won't say anything at all no i um big bang is in that pantheon of there's just something about the joke structure of something like that or friends or home improvement or full house that's just something about the joke structure that the jokes happen i'm like uh i know that the thing that you said is technically a joke but it 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 sparks no it sparks no giggles in me. Well, I think they reverse engineer dialogue around punchlines. I think they're like, this is going to be a good zinger. How do we get that? How do we get to that point so we can have this? I guess this it's zinger. true. I guess that's not that's not really what Seinfeld. Seinfeld wasn't really a punchline type show. Seinfeld was awkward situations, and everybody jokes, knew it was like, awkward. I mean, 
you know, I love It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny isn't a punchline show. Yeah, uh, that's like Seinfeld isn't that sarcastic. Elaine's a little sarcastic. And George will, when he gets frustrated, it's a very frustrated sarcasm. But it's not like, it's not like David Spade. <laughs> you maybe know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's why BoJack, the humor stuff doesn't really do much for me because it's, it's pretty punchline heavy. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. If you can guess the joke, it's not a good joke in I my book. But there are a lot I of people. Grown. There's a lot of people that think completely opposite of me, and if they can guess the joke, it validates their intelligence and their sense of humor, so that they enjoy that. That's why I see a lot of comics that are. I'm going to say the word basic. Oh. And hacky. Oh. That are killing it because they have very their jokes don't involve any sort of intelligence at all. So people love that. I like me. I like something I've never heard before. I like an angle. Even if I disagree with their point of view, I like that. They looked at it a different way. Does that make sense? I see people want things that they already know, or they agree with. I want it when it comes to stand up, especially I want stuff that I'd never thought about before. That's, I think that's one of the reasons I really enjoy watching female comedians because that's a perspective I don't have. Yeah. So I, it's very, it's more interesting to me. Like male comedians, I'm 80% of the time I'm like, yeah, I've thought about, about that before. And I don't like that. Where the crowd's like, oh, I've thought that before. That's amazing. Oh, he yeah. thinks like me. I am not. But a to fan. me, I'm like, yeah, I've already, I've thought that. I've done a joke about that. I, what else you got? You know. And a I mean? lot of times, that is the meanest comedy of I didn't write a joke. I'm just saying what y'all thinking, and they go, yeah, like he's validating this thing <laughs> that I've been told I shouldn't think. Yay! And you know, there's a lot of that now going on with Donald Trump stuff, and I'm all for making jokes about the president of the United States, no matter who it is, especially this one. But when it's it's just comedians up there and they're just taking a stand on something and the crowd starts applauding. And I'm like, that's not even a joke. Write a joke about it. Take your point of view and make it funny. Don't just go up there and say, this guy sucks. He's a jerk. And then have people start clapping. It's like, wait, this is not a rally. This is a stand-up comedy show. <clears throat> make a joke. Talk about how he's a jerk. Talk about the way it makes you feel. Put some effort into it. Make it funny. Dude. Anyway, I'm preaching. <laughs> well, this isn't a comedy show, so you're allowed. To, you're allowed. So while creep, I was gonna say preach, but then I realized the song is creep. I don't creep. know that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TLC. Hey, guess what I went and did last week? What'd you do last if week? You followed me on Facebook. You. Oh yeah, I did see this. I got to go see Trevor Noah, and I haven't asked you about it at all, so I'm interested to hear. It was pretty cool. He had. Uh, was there a lot of clapping about Trump statements? <laughs> Uh, and otherwise and otherwise he that was uh we'll get there he had okay. two guys open. i think that the second guy i wish i remember both their names because they were both really good um i wish you knew their names too i wonder who it was i think the and this is something maybe we can talk is it about. somebody that's on the daily show uh, not that i okay i don't well i don't really watch the daily show okay. so i wouldn't know so yeah, I haven't seen the it first for years. guy was a middle-aged white guy who was really funny louis ck yeah it was a you know, Travis, he's back. <laughs> he's he stayed back. away for a he, while. He is I think back. He's learned some lessons. He's back. It's time we forgive him. He is back. Um, no, I wish I remember his name. He had some really good bits. The second guy is a young black guy named, I think it was Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Kind of skinny guy, afro. Hmm. Really young. 
But uh, Cindy and I were talking about, like, I would be surprised if he was under 24. And that was what I was saying of... So, you mean over 24? Uh, oh, over 24. Okay. Me. You're right. Um, with someone as meteorically famous as Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. when he has openers, it's oh, shows like that, you know, when it's a really, really famous comic, it's always surprising to me that, you know, I... I pay some attention to comics. I know a fair amount of comedians, as well do you, Trav. Mm-hmm. It always kind of surprised me when someone that famous has either, like, the first guy was like, he's obviously been around a long time. How come I don't think I've ever heard of him? Or someone like the second guy, who I believe was Josh Johnson, of, this guy is so young. How is he this good, this young, and where the hell did Trevor Noah find him? Sometimes, like the older guy, I don't know who it is, but I'm going to speculate and say maybe he writes for the show, and maybe that's where he found his niche is writing. There's a there's a guy that wrote, uh, wrote for uh, Conan. His name's Brian Kylie, and there's another writer named Lori Kilmartin, and they've both been I know comics. Lori Kilmartin. They've been comics for like 30 years, and they're both great comics, but they're not household names, even though they're really good comics. But they did kind of find a niche writing for, you know, late night. And that's kind of that's where because they got to get the money to pay the rent. They've got to get insurance. They have kids. So even though you still do stand up and they both do still do stand up, but they also have to kind of burn the candle at both ends doing a day job, which is at least writing comedy. But sometimes people just kind of get lost in the shuffle like that. And also, there can only be so many super famous comics. No matter yeah. how good you are, that doesn't being good at stand up does not equal success at stand up. Because there's a lot of people that are killing it at stand up that are terrible at it. To be honest with you, and I'm not going to name any names because I can't think of one off the top of my God. head. But just because somebody's famous doesn't mean that they're going to be good at stand up. In fact, it probably means that they're not really trying that hard. To be honest with you. I'm not having a great time here. Like basically anything I say, Trevor Noah tour, all the pay, all it is is just places that will sell you tickets. I can't mm. for life of me find out. I would say probably both of them are maybe writers on the show because you don't take somebody out on tour with you generally unless you know them pretty well because you don't want somebody you're not going to get along with. Sometimes comics just take friends. Sometimes they take somebody that they saw and they want to take a chance on and give them an opportunity. I mean, there's lots of different reasons, but if you're doing an arena tour, you probably know the person pretty well. Yeah, it just surprises me. Yeah. So I would say maybe they're both writers or, or something, something that out of that effect, like he wants to give a chance to an up and coming young guy and maybe give a shot to somebody that's, you know, been, been doing it for a while and grinding and just hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah. This is, this is really bugging me that I cannot, for the life of me, figure this out. Do, uh, did they? Uh, did they do well? Did you enjoy their stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, his set was an hour and a half. That's too long. Hang on, just a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try Google. Who opened for Trevor Noah in Utah? Yeah. Who opens up for Trevor Noah? Uh, it says Samantha B. I don't think that's who was, nope. who was there. <laughs> All right, it doesn't matter. It's re- we wasted we wasted a minute there. Yeah, it's annoying. But it was a good show. 
No, it was a, an it hour was, and a half is too long for the any hour and comic a half, to do. I did get fairly worn out, and the for me the issue was, and I kind of figured this is what the Trevor Noah show would be like is like like big energy comedy and then quiet moments where he kind of talks about more of a hey we should be concerned about this then huge right. comedy energy then brings it back and there was probably some and also we're at the Maverick Center and we we were fortunate enough to get some you know some good seats on the floor just packed like sardines mm. and so by the end of the night my booty was not feeling too goody <laughs> so it was unfortunate that by the end of it, I was I was maybe in a place where like I kind of need this to be. Done. This has been amazing. I need it to be done. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Even the best comics in the world, like um, Chappelle's famous for going to the comedy store and doing like three hours. I mean, that's a hundred percent him just trying out a bunch of stuff. That can't be a good thing to watch for three hours. And he he's an amazing comedian. Like I respect him. Probably. Chappelle and Bill Burr are my two favorite working right now, I would say. And I wouldn't want to watch either one of them for an hour and a half. You know, that's not disrespectful to them. I think the perfect comedy show is 90 minutes. And probably the perfect headlining set is probably 45. And I'm guilty of doing an hour just so I can say I've done an hour. But when I think about it, 45 minutes of concentrated best stuff is better than an hour of throwing 15 minutes in there that might be okay. They might like it. Why not do the 45 that you know is going to kill? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's easier to turn around new material the next time you come because it's just that 15 minutes you might have done is now what you're working on for the next hour. So it was Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson. And you were correct. He's a writer on The Daily Show. Okay. (laughs) What about the other guy? The other guy that... well. I remember him being Josh Johnson, so I could actually look at that. Oh, the other guy, I don't, I don't know who it is. What did he look like? Let's see if I can figure it out. White guy, white tall-ish, guy, bald head, tall, bald, scruffy, scruffy. Had kind of a. I think he he was from New York. From New York, was, was it Ted Alexandro? I don't know. Oh, who's to say? It sounds like Ted Alexandro. I will look that up, and perhaps we'll have a winner. He opens for Gaffigan as well. So, Are you, I think you're right. Oh my god, is it really? You very. If it's not, he looks exactly like the guy that we saw. <laughs> that was a good guess, then, Ted Alexandro. A lot of these are bearded. Yeah, he's bearded, scruffy. Well, he bald, wasn't. He wasn't there. Tall. Oh, he I'm wasn't look up there. Ted Alexandro at Trevanoa. So it, it wasn't him, or it might have been him? It very easily might have been him. <laughs> That's funny. He's been to Wise Guys, but not for a while. Well, he's been on tour with Trevor Noah. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he tours with Gaffigan, too, so he's yeah, way know. funny. I'm going to check that, I'm gonna have to check that out because uh, he might be, it might be that guy. That'd be funny if it was it, because we, we wanted to... Gabe was really mad he didn't get to, get to go. He loves Trevor Noah. Oh, really? And we told him the two people that were before him were really funny. I've never seen a second of Trevor Noah's stand-up, to be honest with you. It's good. Is it's it? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Hour and a half is too long. Though. Hour and a half is too... I. It's one of those things. Like If you go to a show like that, you, I assume if I'm going to a, a comedian who has sold out an arena... Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he's going to go for a, he or she is going to go for a very long time. If you're going to do an hour and a half, don't bring two openers. <laughs> oh, they were only I think they only did five minutes, seven minutes. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their sets super were really, short sets. Their sets were really short. <laughs> See, I got a problem with that. I've I've had comics that are like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they told me do ten minutes because I was only supposed to do like five, and he's like. It might have been Hardwick. I think he said, just do 10. He's like, I'll go shorter. I hate when they have comics do less than 10 minutes. It's it's I, a waste of your time. I, I, I don't... I have no... It, it's such a different monster. You're doing an arena show with a guy who has written an hour and a half set. Like... If they each did a half hour, you're you're in for no. I get that, but to have two people do five minutes is ridiculous. Huh? Should like have I just said, brought I, one person for it being that big and like you're being taken on tour. You're getting notoriety based on being on Trevor Noah tour. Like, hey, again, like an I hour said, and a half. If you're doing an hour and a half, I'm sorry, you're believing your own hype. I would. A I, comic should know better than to do an hour and a half every night. I, well, he's, I mean, but he's... Even if it's, even if every joke, it's just boom, boom, boom. There's a law of diminishing returns. Trevor Noah's persona is beyond comedy. He's he's much more of a, like, his circumstances of coming from Africa and his stories from that. And, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to compare it to, but, it, I mean, it's almost like when you go see Henry Rollins, he's doing jokes, but it's not really... It's not stand-up per se. He's going to be telling a lot of stories. He's going to be talking about political views. But yeah, there's going to be a lot just, of jokes. Like, oh, I don't want that. If Richard Pryor came back from the dead and did a live show and I was there and it was at like 65 minutes, I'd start looking at my watch like, all right, well. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> getting again, a little greedy that's a, there. That's a completely, it's a completely different thing. Like I said, everyone who came to see Trevor Noah was buying into that was what the show was going to be. Yeah. It is what it is. He sells out arenas. I I don't. <laughs> I have to fight and scratch to get people to come see me at all. So You know much what about his know? whole backstory? I know that he's from, uh, he's half black, half white. He's from South Africa. He had to deal with apartheid and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, dude's been through a lot to, right. to rise to the Daily Show. And good for him. I'm not knocking him for that. I'm just saying... 90 minutes from one person is too much. And that's like I, that's like I said, is I think everyone who went to the show kind of knew that was what it was going to be going mm-hmm. in of, I didn't know. I didn't know if I knew it was going to be an hour and a half, but I knew it was also going to be, this isn't going to be stand up as what I generally think of it as. This is going to be stand up with some kind of up and down thoughtful moments or what have you. Uh, that's a one man show. That's not sure. stand up. Sure. I guess. Yeah. I haven't looked at any of the uh, like the Netflix specials. Uh, There's a brand new one for Pete Davidson, and it's getting some bad reviews. I got, I've got, I actually want to go home and watch it tonight. I have no experience with Pete Davidson. <laughs> Me neither. So I honestly, I know that he's famous. He's on Saturday Night Live, but other than that, I don't know why. Like, I I <laughs> haven't thought much about it. Like, uh, how long is say the Ali Wong special? I don't know. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really Tom know. Papa's is really good. I started watching uh, Fortune Themesters. Hers is really good. Fortune's great. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for a new comic to start watching, because she's just so lovable. But she's so funny, too. Or, like, you go back. I don't, I've don't. i never watched it. How long is Eddie Murphy raw? 
I don't know, probably an hour. Uh, on, off the top of my head, I don't know. Even the Chappelle stuff is right around an hour. I mean, he was reined in. But that stuff, like Chappelle, all the all the stuff on Netflix, for the most part, I guess I'm trying to get into the headspace of all those ones like Chappelle's, they're at clubs. No. So, aren't they? No. No, there's one. There's one that's in the belly room of the comedy store. The rest of them are, are in arenas. Because I, I saw Chappelle at, I think, a Bravenel Hall. But I don't, I don't remember how long he went. That was years ago. Well, when you rent, like when you rent a building like that, that's the crazy thing about Trevor Noah doing an hour and a half is when you rent, like even Chappelle won't go long at a theater because they have to start, it starts coming out of his pocket to pay overtime to the staff that's working there, to the, hmm. the, the light people and the people working the, the, um, <clears throat> curtains that go in and out and people doing the, the audio and stuff like all that. They're usually union people. So after a certain point, it goes overtime and it starts diminishing any money that you're going to make on that gig. I th- think he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Place was packed. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying. I don't know, Trav. It sounds a little bit. Hour and a half is too him. much. I'm, I'll knock. Travis, that, that isn't. I'm knock. knocking that kind of time by anybody. Sorry. As somebody who watches stand up every you- weekend. If Jesus Christ came up. down to the belly room and did an hour and a half, would you would you knock our Lord and Savior for going long? I'd be I'd give him the light and say wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you got you got to read the room. Travis, a bold move. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. <laughs> so anyway, it, anyway, it was a good time. It it felt it you know. Toward the back end, it started feeling along, but he's he's really good. Writes good stuff. Good. Had good, good openers. I'll I'll check out one of his comedy specials someday. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not avoiding him. It's just I've never uh, jumped oh, you, on board. Oh, you ducking him, Trav? You ducking him? No, not really. You're getting not, the word out not there on purpose. About you, uh, you're being a a real a Noah, Trevor Noah. You're being a real Noah naysayer. Noah naysayer. I don't know. I just think there's there's a lot of ego involved with going that long. Like I see it with Carlos Mencia. Travis, he is playing it's the Maverick Center. Ego. He's playing ego. a packed Maverick Center. I'm pretty sure ego is going to be a part of that. Yeah, it's just it's too long. It's too long. I'm sorry. It's just too long. You don't need to apologize to me. I didn't <laughs> I, do I it. I know stand up. Travis, I didn't do it. <laughs> I know stand up, and that's too long. Too long. Anyway. Let's do some little news and notes, and then we'll, we'll wrap this feller up. Okie dokie. Uh, I watched the new Clone Wars. Oh, that's that's. That out. started last Friday. So they're putting one out each week. It's really cool. It's like, um, it was very, it took me back to playing with action figures, watching it actually. There's this new uh, secret, top secret clone team, and they're basically like clone mutants. Like they have special abilities because they when they were developed. I don't know if they developed it on purpose or if it was just a happy accident. Well, at least Disney knows that Marvel's not going to sue them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it was this kind of different team. They all have different personalities and and you kind of you get you get them teamed up with the regular clones. It it was a lot of fun to watch. So check that one out if you're into the Clone Wars. Um does one of them have and, lightsabers that comes out of their knuckles? No, I wish. There's a super strong one. There's one that's super smart. There's one that can, like, uh, I think he can 
he's like a sharpshooter. When the, like when the they can charge type. Sabak cards and throw them at people? No, that would be cool, though. He's got whatever a space Cajun accent would be. Gambit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Indiana Jones 5. It looks like uh, Senor Spielbergo is not going to direct <laughs> this one. And the rumor is they're going to pass it off to James Mangold. I my uh, my expectations for whatever Indy Five ends up being is pretty low. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I mean, Harrison Ford still he's what like seventy eight or something Ford, like that. Oh, doing all this Han Solo stuff is dumb. Oh, you want me to do another indie when I'm in my eighties? <laughs> That's not dumb. It depends oh, on you, what the story is. You want is. me to pretend that a guy in a gimp costume is a dog for a whole movie? That's <laughs> not dumb, but uh, this darn Han Solo thing is just the stupidest thing. So the director, James Mangold, he worked. He did uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Logan, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted, Night and Day. I like so Logan some legit stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to turn it over to somebody, this is a guy that's done action. He's done kind of adventure type stuff it could be good it just depends on the script i guess he has he has dealt with like aging action property yeah i mean maybe that's kind of what did you see logan i still haven't seen it no no i haven't seen it but you know that's kind of maybe that's they need to wrap it up five is gonna be sad indie like depressing end of indie maybe (gasps) i think they do need to reboot it with somebody else yeah take it back to this has got to be his last one (laughs) <laughs> it's got to be. I don't. I'm not saying kill him, but I think it's time oh, to have. Oh man, I'm. Uh, it's time to have more Indiana Jones stories with somebody else. How do you feel about? How do you feel about uh, end of series movies where they make it very obvious that they're saying goodbye, even though the character didn't die or anything? Like, I prefer that. You didn't. You didn't see Toy Story four, did you? <laughs> no, I'm boycotting. Pixar because I don't want to feel anything. Toy Story 4 very much without the, without the, uh, like outside of the context of what's going on in the story, Mm -hmm. there are moments where you can feel these characters are saying goodbye to you, the watcher, Mm -hmm. without, I mean, without looking at the camera and saying goodbye. It's like, there's just a moment where it feels like, oh, they are telling us we're not going to do any more of these and we're saying a tearful goodbye. Until seven years from now. Or... Or like um, uh, the end of that Fast and Furious movie with uh, Paul Walker where they separate in the cars. Where it's it's like, he didn't die. In the context of the movie, he didn't die. He's going to be a family man. Mm -hmm. But But I think his sister comes back for the new movie. You can totally feel like, oh, we're we're saying goodbye to this person who totally is dead. Honestly... They should have, they should have killed Paul Walker's character in Fast and Furious. Give him like a heroic ending where he sacrificed himself to save everybody, not just he drove away and now he's gone. And we don't talk about him anymore. Right. They. Wait, sh- he should have had like a very heroic ending. I think. Have they done a movie without him at this point? Yeah. It's all a blur. Eight was without him for sure. I think it was seven was his last one. You know, uh, you know, you know the one, did you, did the you one see? with the uh, the uh, submarine. Yeah, <laughs> was without him. Yeah, you uh, you seen that thing on Twitter that was popular a few weeks ago? That was the like 10, 10 movies to know who you know. If you want to know who I am, here's ten movies that will tell you who I am. No, I didn't see that. 
that was just I, I get the gist though you know how those you know lists right. like that go on Twitter yeah. they come and go but it was yeah just that I was thinking like if we wait for a few more months you could do that list and have them be all Fast and Furious <laughs> universe movies yeah you could there's, if there's, you throw in Hobbs yeah, and Shaw nine, yeah. hey Fast and Furious presented it that's true I count it it's in the universe <laughs> Uh, we also got a name for the new Jurassic World 3. Yeah, it's like Domination yeah, or something. Jurassic like that. World Dominion. 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 Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. That's a They're starting shooting on it, so I'm sure we're going to uh, get some What's news his name? Grant's coming back. Um They're all coming back, aren't they? Sam Neill is coming back. Sam Neill and I, If you're not already, I'm telling you, Sam Neill is one of the primetime Twitter follows. Oh, really? all, it is, all it is is him on his farm playing with his animals, <laughs> going on walks with his pig, petting his ducks. Just that is sounds that like dude, a babe re- reboot. That dude is living the most mellow existence, and it is so heartwarming every time he every time he checks in. It's just like oh, what? and he he names all his farm animals after <laughs> actors and actresses. Oh, that's funny. He shamed a cow for being too fat in one of them. <laughs> And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to shame you, but you have gotten a wee fat. <laughs> That's funny. Just like, yeah. Anybody in the dis- in anybody listening who is on Twitter, like Sam Neill. Sam Neill? That's Sam right, Neil. right? Yeah. Sam Neill? Yeah. Very, very, very nice seeming guy. I'm hoping they actually give the three of them something to do in this movie. Yeah. I have a feeling they're all going to be separate. It's going to be like uh, The Force Awakens where they barely even have a scene together but if they just give them something to do i think it would be cool and it would be a nice nostalgia way to end the the controversial trilogy that is jurassic world which i've enjoyed but i completely get people criticizing it too at the same time i'm like yeah those are valid but i still liked it i have not liked the world movies i mean if you think about it jurassic world 2 lost world and Jurassic World three, I don't know if that one had a an extra name on it. Like the first one's good. kind of the only great one. The first one is the only great one. The first one is a pretty perfect movie. Yeah, yeah. and the it, the first one it is a spectacular. Like that's we're not, part of the problem we're not stepping with stepping out movies. of any boundaries. Original Jurassic Park is like one of the best movies of all time. It is really really good. There's not much. The only thing you could maybe even say against it is that, you know, you got to rely on kid performances that are maybe not the best performances. They did fine for what it is. Yeah. They're fine. And we were what? Like, in 93, we were, that's when it came out, right? 93. So I was like 16, 15, 16, somewhere in there. So they were a close to our age they seemed yeah it's not they seemed relatable to me as as a 15 16 year old i think i was still 15 yeah, no out. i'm just saying it the the older i get I, i've told you i just i am very i don't do great with movies where a lot of the acting is placed on the shoulders of children unless it's done right oh yeah yeah like jojo jojo rabbit i was good gonna in say jojo rabbit. home alone home alone Macaulay Culkin... He killed it in those movies. I don't know if people give Macaulay Culkin enough credit for what an amazing child actor he was. Yeah, he. I mean, <clears throat> they developed Home Alone. John Hughes saw him in Uncle Buck and said, I'm going to make a movie with this kid in it, and that's where Home Alone came from. He's so good in Uncle Buck. Because he wanted to make this kid 
the the focal point of a movie, and that's where Home Alone came from. Macaulay Culkin is like a straight man to John Candy in Uncle Buck. Yeah. <laughs> and does fairly well. The part where he sits down at the table and is asking him questions back and forth is so... It's it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Totally underrated as a kid actor. I think My Girl ruined him. My Girl. Well, that bee sting never, <laughs> never was the same. I've never seen I've never seen My Girl. I, I haven't either. A, I've never I seen it either. I only know the footnote that he gets stung by a bee and dies. I think I've seen that scene. I think I was at my grandma's house once and my girl cousins <clears throat> were watching it. And we were outside like throwing crab apples at each other. And I went in to go to the bathroom and I'm like, what is this? It's not supposed to be funny, but something about it is inherently funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I how get it what works you mean. Out. Yeah, I've heard so many people make a make a joke about the you know my girl getting stung by a bee thing, and I don't know why it's so funny. It just ends up being funny. <laughs> I guess it's not funny if it happens to you. Well, certainly not. All right, the last thing I wanted to bring up: uh, a man in Burbank won ten million dollars from a scratch card. I just find that amazing because when i was in la i was given my buddy jacob lee i was giving him crap because he kept buying scratchers and he's finally he's like just leave me alone i just like i like the surprise i like scratching this this the stuff off with a coin i just like it 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 just it calms me down and i'm like all right you might as well have just left your money at the counter and just walked away well a guy won 10 million dollars off a scratch card in burbank which is right they live in glendale it's the next town and to win if you don't play that's true so i guess Gamble away, everybody. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Gamble I, away. Ten million bucks on a scratcher? That's pretty rad. I mean, it's just all levels of you know if you sit down at a if you sit down at a blackjack table, you're just there to see what happens. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just gambling when you're doing it for fun, I think it's fine. It's when it becomes an addiction. Oh yeah. That's when it like oh, yeah. you saw uncut gems. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. <laughs> Oh man! Oh boy! Yeah, what a movie! No, uh, I mean I, I work with people who you know do lottery every week. Does Craig still drive up there? That might or might not be the person I was uh, talking about. Oh, not Craig! I meant Phil. Not racist Craig. I always confuse them run. together. No, he's a uh, sure. What the hell? Go for it! I guess I don't. That that doesn't appeal to me. I remember he asked me, "Do you want me to get you some Powerball tickets?" I was like, "Why? If you if you win, I'm never going to see you again." That is that <laughs> is I'll... genuinely cuz I mean, they're never going to win, but if they ever were to win, like never see him like you're not going go, to go good news everyone. <laughs> he's moving to Guatemala. Exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah. I guess go for it. I guess. It's a way you could go. Sure. It's a way you could go. You could do an hour and a half at you the Maverick Center. <laughs> You can do whatever you Travis. want. Travis, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm throwing a flag on the play, 15 yards for knocking. <laughs> it's too long. Why do I need to make the motion? No one sees know. us. Speaking of too long, we're at an hour 46. Oh, so. we, we Trevor Noah. <laughs> we Trevor Noah. We, oh, we completely Tra- did. Yeah, Travis Noah. I'm, I'm hoping you're listening to this in segments. <laughs> I guess. Well, because if you did it all the way through, well, you need some sort of if, award. If you would like to take us to task for going too long, later to the tater at gmail.com is where you can find us. If you listen to this episode start to finish in one sitting and you're an honest person and you see me, I will give you a t shirt if I have one with me. Go get them, Tiger. Uh, if you did like this podcast, long though it went. Uh, please subscribe. Please uh, give us a five-star review. Write us a one-sentence rating. 
That's how we uh, get seen on the iTunes. And uh, if you can't be bothered, please just do us a favor and tell a friend. We'd like to like your friends too. Uh, as for, you know, just getting it all out of the end, Blue Wave Theory does our music. They certainly we do. Appreciate the usage. Travis, is there anywhere we can see you? Uh, May 10th at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. I'll be there with uh, Vicki Barblack. I'm excited for that. Uh, that weekend, I'm going to be doing the Fireman's Ball at the new the new Marriott I downtown. Wait. I can't wait to hear about that one. Yeah, hopefully it goes good. It's gonna I did a, a private thing last weekend and it went great. They gave me they gave me food before, so I ate like prime rib right before I started telling jokes, and I've never been so stuffed. <laughs> and then <laughs> told a lethargic jo- set. No, I, well the funny thing is is the uh, uh, the audio system was horrible. It was basically like computer speakers stapled to the wall all around the room. How in the <laughs> hell does Jurassic Park have only 8.1 stars out of 10 on IMDb? I don't know. That's a that's a travesty. I'm sorry. I just looked over and saw I, I just looked over and saw 8.1. I'm like, that can't be the rating. 8.1 on Eight, the Richter scale. Out of 815,339 ratings. There are a lot of people who had I think creationists are bringing it I'm not down, okay personally. with this. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Dinosaurs um, are fake. Anything else you'd like to get off your chest, Travis? Nope, just those things. And then, you know, I'm pretty much doing sets. If you follow me on social media, you'll see every week where I'm, where I'm doing sets and stuff like that. Well, And hit us up. If you're listening and you like the podcast, hit us up. Get them. So, for uh, dumbass people who are wrong as hell about Jurassic Park, this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. You can follow me at Travis Tate Funny, all those things. And better Tate than never.